0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Young loves the topic of so many films, but rarely is it handled with earnest and authentic grace, as we see in this film Icon. Anchored in the moving performances of Parker, Paget and Devin Hales audiences will find themselves moved much like they did for such films as The Spectacular Now. The film revolves around this relationship between these two characters of Sam and Anna. This is young love, lots of things can happen and it's how things kind of spin out of control from that point forward that gives this film its its resonance, it gives it a, a, a heft and and the characters are beautifully developed. And we're very fortunate to have with us today the director, writer, producer, and editor of the film, and that would be Tony Hado, as well as the lead actor in the film, and that would be Parker Padgett. To both of you, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Yeah, thank you. thanks for having us here.
0: Tell me a little bit, uh, Tony, how th- this film came about, what was the inspiration for, for the story? The film
1: started off as a short story I wrote in college, and it was... All based on this memory I had of the last time I saw my dad. To so the memories in the film, it's the arcade sequence where the kids are running through the arcade—it's all there. So I kind of wrapped that and wanted to visualize it. So I made a short film as my thesis film in college, and from there, I kind of did that as like a test. I knew I wasn't done; that there was more story I wanted to kind of tell and expand on. And so I always kind of knew Icon was going to be my first feature.
0: That you mentioned that that scene at the beginning in, of the film in the, um, in the arcade. And I love devices like this that you use in the film in the sense that it doesn't mean anything in the context of when we see it the first time. But once you watch the number of movies, you realize that's going to matter later on, whether or not it makes sense right now. And so it's something you kind of keep in your mind as far as like, mm-hmm. when is that going to sort of pay off? So I thought the way that, again, this film really does set up beautifully at what point in this you know you've done your student film and you're now you're embarking on your career as a filmmaker what was it was there something in particular in your life that sort of spurred that that moment for you to say this is going to happen
1: i just felt felt ready up until graduating college and until we shot the movie at the end of 2019 start of 2020 i had just been making shorts and just kind of practicing I just been trying to develop my style, get better at storytelling, and everything kind of just clicked with the team that I had. And you know, I would met Parker on a feature film the year before, and he was kind of in the back of my head, and so things just seemed right. And there was no rush to get it. I wanted to make sure I was fully capable of telling this story, you know, to the best that I could.
0: What I have found in over the years of interviewing filmmakers, this the first film is is the passion project. It doesn't mean that the rest of their films won't be passion project, but this is the one that for filmmakers starting out to do a feature film, this is the one they feel like they have to make in order to kind of put their stamp on it, really make it something of. Of their own and that's that's what this film feels like and i i had some sense from reading about the film that this was a very personal story to you but you just you just mentioned parker in terms of your connection to him parker was there something in the writing something in the pitch that you got from tony that uh, that you decided i really want to take on this role because you are the film basically in so many different ways but what was there one particular hook in all of this that you felt like i can do this and i feel comfortable
2: Sure. So uh, for me, like Tony had mentioned, we had worked together on a previous project. So we had already built kind of a a trust between one another. And I had known how passionate Tony was about the film industry. And actually on the set of that prior film, Tony had floated the idea of icon to me. And like I was in the back of his head, he was of mine. And until a couple of years later, he reached out to me and I had the opportunity to read the script and i just absolutely fell in love with how grounded in reality it felt how how truthful it was and how honest it was with its characters and with kind of the the trials and tribulations that they go through and instantly i fell in love with it and i knew i i definitely wanted to be a part of it
0: yeah one of the things that i found watching it and i'm sure as an actor or someone reading a script i have a feeling it would have been uh, something that would have uh, attracted you to doing this the conversations in the film, these the interaction between the people, the main characters and and his friends and such sounds like real people. It sounds like what I said to my buddies back when I was in that age. You know, I was just sort of it's a very natural naturalistic feel to the dialogue. And that's not an easy thing to do, because oftentimes you hear in a dialogue, you hear uh, a little bit too much plot movement, sort of moving the moving the, the, the ball forward a little bit more than you really feel like that that's not what they would normally say. So in that regard, this feels like just the kind of conversations that friends have amongst each other.
2: That's that's absolutely attributed to Tony's collaboration skills and his willingness to um, take ideas and kind of run with them. Uh, Tony said it before, um, he is one voice. So writing the script, he has, you know, he has what he can think that these characters will sound like. And he was 100% open to all of the actors giving him feedback. On, on the script and kind of filling it in with a little bit of personal flair. So that's absolutely attributed to not only the acting skills of the cast, but Tony's direction and and his absolutely wonderful collaboration skills, just yeah. total willingness to open himself up.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was kind of something that I had picked up with on other films, is like not being so attached to the script. There's always certain lines that you gotta hit. And there's always certain things that got to be said a certain way. So whenever, you know, we would rehearse, I'd kind of go up to them and say, it's okay if you don't nail all these lines, as long as these parts, and this is the feeling, this is what happens. I don't want you to be thinking about if you said the right line the entire time, because you know, that's, then we're not, we're not making this real. We're not living this scene. We're trying to play the scene that I wrote and that's not what I wanted.
0: Well, it sounds like there was kind of an, a controlled improvisational kind of aspect to, to, the, to the, the way this played out. And I also want to mention, the as we're talking about the dialogue and these different characters in the film, can't forget Devin Hales, who plays Anna, the love interest of uh, Sam, and who who is the catalyst for so much of what sets Sam on this downward trajectory, this... Um, I don't even know if that's the right way to put it, but sends him down a road. This is almost like the the hero's journey at some point. Once yeah. once this particular part of the story is introduced about what happened from, him having sex and the the ramifications of that, it seems like things are starting to just kind of unravel. But she's terrific, and what I what I appreciate about her performance, uh, Devin Hales, was that feels like she's really on the same page as you are, Parker, in terms of really owning in on why they like each other, what they appreciate, what like what they respect about one another. Was that part of what you guys were kind of kicking around in terms of putting this together or?
2: Um, Tony, do you, no. you want to respond ahead, to that yeah. first and I can, uh, yeah, I can carry, yeah. carry off that. Yeah. Devin is
1: amazing. A lot of credit goes to her just bringing life to the character. You know, when you have actors just like Parker that can jump in and take the role and really understand and make it more I'm this person. These are just not lines on a piece of paper, but this is what I feel. It really helps bring that chemistry. One of the things that we tried to do with Parker and Devin was when we scheduled the film, we tried to schedule it in a way to where it made sense for them acting the scenes. We did a bunch of rehearsals, but still I wanted that natural progression in the relationship. So certain things that were really heavy that you know, we put towards the end of the shoot, we didn't just throw that to on them on day one. You know, it goes for for a lot a lot of the things in the script. It was just strategically planned. And that was one of the benefits we had with time is letting the actors have fun on set and really grow into the characters.
0: Curious, how many days of shooting did you do?
1: I wanna say through our main principal photography it was twenty three to twenty-four, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we did a lot and well, there's, there's a lot, there's,
0: there's a lot of locations. I was just kind of curious, a lot of places you were, I, I, I don't know how far removed they were from one another, but you were in a lot of different locations. over the course Yeah. Of that. So it,
1: it's all in Florida. One of the things that we did to kind of strategically plan the film was we shot in December and then we took a break for the holidays and then we picked back up in January. In a sense, you know, I wanted to structure it that way. Cause I knew I was going to have to get things together in that little break and you know it's an indie film there's a lot of hats i'm wearing there's a lot of hats other people are wearing and it was just good to have that moment to kind of regroup and take it so what we ended up doing was we ended up doing a lot of like devon scenes in december and then we kind of split the flashbacky stuff in Jan- in january to kind of not be mixing you know so we can all kind of stay with the characters and i really think that helped at least some of that chemistry with Parker and Devin, because when they were together, they were together for two to three weeks straight.
0: It feels like it. Parker, would you want to add anything to, to sort of that sense of the, this uh, I'll say chemistry between you and Devin?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll start off by saying that Devin is a professional in every sense of the word. And she really showed me what it's like to be a, a true professional in the term, in terms of acting. And she and a couple of other members of the cast really helped myself and in my journey as an actor as well. I got to see what it's like to really have this be your your true number one passion, something that that you toil over day in and day out. But chemistry wise, I mean, I think Tony hit the nail right on the head. Uh, The way that our shot, our scenes and our shots were scheduled made not only sense, like in terms of uh, locations and logistics, but really helped to develop a, a true chemistry. And now, you know, I consider Devin to be a friend now because of the way that, that it was <clears throat> scheduled and shot throughout that. And we had a chance to interact with each other all, like while we're not shooting and, you know, just having lunch with the entire cast and the entire crew and, and just kind of getting around the table and laughing together and then getting right back to work. And it, I think it just translated really well. And again, that's attributed to, to Tony's efforts in terms of when and where we shot the, everything.
0: Well, I want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with the director, producer, writer, and editor of the film Icon, as well as the lead actor of the film, who plays Sam, uh, Parker Padgett. The other thing about the film, and I mentioned at the beginning, uh, you know, the, the look of it, he worked with Harrison Stagner, cinematographer, especially in an independent film. To have a cinematographer who can create a look, it feels like you were inside, you were, you were at night, you were, you know, there was a lot of different kind of requirements for, for what you were doing. And I just thought in each of those, there, there's there, you feel like Harrison has created this look. It's a look. And um, tell, talk a little bit about your your working relationship with Harrison.
1: Yeah. So Harrison was with me on the short film. We both went to the same film school, um, Ringling College in Sarasota. From there, He's kind of known that this was going to be my first workless friends. And he knew that this was an important film to me. So when I shot him the scripts, he was just super involved in helping me develop the look with it. So we we would meet up a lot and we'd kind of talk about how are we going to do this on a tight budget? How are we going to kind of make, make the camera work, not take over the film, but still be visually supportive? One of the things you know, we had talked about was just making two distinct timelines, you know, for the flashback sequences and the present day. And so for that, we used two different cameras. We used this old crazy vintage lens from like a projector or something for all the kind of super eight looking stuff in the flashbacks, which was cool. So he modified that. So just all together, just collaborating with him. He was so into the project. I mean, this is in a sense, his cinematography baby. So he put a lot of love and effort and time into it. And I think with us just having a lot of references and knowing what we wanted, you know, we were just in sync. We had a shot list, but, you know, things change as they do on, on indie films. And he was always, you know, right there with me, just ready to adapt to whatever scenario we needed to be in to tell the story.
0: I'll tell you in particular, I really like, there's one sequence, one scene where uh, Tony is confronting the guys on the bicycle and I thought that was lit beautifully. I just thought it had a really terrific a lot of the night stuff looks really cool. And I thought that scene in particular really kind of stuck with me in terms of the look of it and how it sort of how it plays out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that that takes place in downtown St. Petersburg. It's actually right by Tropicana Field where the rays play. So if you look in the back of that scene, you can see the Tropicana Field. Okay. Um, which is kind of cool. So for me and and him when we were talking about, you know, these locations, it was more about Using the production value of St. Petersburg, which is kind of, if you don't know about St. Petersburg, you should, because it is like the place in Florida. Um, <laughs> my hometown, and I'll always defend it, but it's such a great place with like a distinct look. And that's probably a lot of that feeling that you're talking about. We shot a lot of it there. And, you know, it's not your typical Florida film where it's just a lot of beaches, a lot of retirement homes, things like that. We wanted to show this kind of other city urban vibe to Florida that not a lot of people know about cool.
0: Well, before, before I let you get away, I want to make sure people know where they can go to find out more about the film. Is iconfeature.com is that up and running? We, yeah. have we okay, good.
1: Yeah, so our website iconfeature.com is there. Um we're also on most social media platforms. Um we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Our Instagram is probably the most updated. Okay. Um so iconthemovie.com is okay. uh is your oh, sorry, Facebook it's an and your Instagram uh, yeah, and, and Instagram, Instagram right? yeah Instagram slash icon the movie.
0: Before I let you go, Parker, uh one last thing about there's another character in the film with that I was very important, obviously, to the telling the story. Uh your mom, Julia Denton, plays Lisa. And I really liked the scenes with the two of you together as well. I I, I just thought uh she was what a good parent sounds like trying to figure out what's happening to her son and not having any idea, but having a sense, given the history within the family, that things could be going horribly wrong. And I thought the, the scenes with you, you two together were really, really well done. And uh, really, so a lot of uh good energy coming from those, from the, from the two of you. Thank you. I
2: mean, yeah, absolutely. I I can't say enough good things about Julia. She was a pleasure to work with, as was Pretty much everyone on the, on this on this cast and in this crew, and I wholeheartedly agree with you. Watching back and watching the movie, uh, our scenes together are some of my favorites.
0: And I like your buddies. They all seem like I I hung out with all A those guys. I hung out with all of those guys when I was growing yeah. up. So yeah, they're
2: all, they're so much fun to be around.
0: Well, congratulations to all of you. To you, uh, Parker Paget, for your performance and for uh, for the energy you brought to the film, and also to you, Tony <laughs> Ajito, uh for. Um, for your work here as director, writer, producer, and editor, my goodness, my goodness, you must have been exhausted it. by the time this thing was over with, and uh, congratulations, it paid off. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Again, the film is called Icon. You can go to iconfeature.com to find out more about it. It's on Facebook and, and Instagram, Icon the movie, and both of those different social platforms. I'll see you back here sometime soon. I hope both of you have an opportunity to come back, and we'll have another conversation, so appreciate it.